Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 13 of our podcast that we originally recorded on March 17th of 2014. We start off with Uncle Greg's Picture Minute, jump into some news stories where we discuss Flappy Bert. This could be the best knockoff we've ever seen. Titanfall Beta has begun. We discuss Nintendo Direct, as well as Harmonix, making a musical FPS named Chroma. Some of the games we're playing for the week of The Last of Us, Persona 4 Arena, Danganronpa Trigger Happy Havoc, the Pathfinder Adventure card game. We also discuss some of the games we want to play. Enjoy the episode. Completely just fucked your Yes, we are live. Good no, we're evening, not. gamers. It is Monday. Another episode, What I'm Playing Now, episode 13. Joe Luzzi here, along with Greg Martin. That's right, starting baby. A, starting another fine week, coming off in a weekend of gaming. And, I, and I'm actually starting to look somewhat professional now. Yeah, I'm not. I, I got I, I, I got the the winter warmth growing. <laughs> and well, with the storm talking, coming in today. I was actually talking about my setup in here, man. I, uh, I actually moved all my stuff into what used to be my bedroom. Uh, kind of repurposed it as a mini audio studio of some sorts. Uh, got my minor poster collection going back there. And uh, eventually I'm going to have a TV over on this side that's just playing game footage. What's the one in the upper left-hand corner? Upper left-hand corner? Like other side. Well, the other, your th- other, this side. Your, your left, yes. Uh, let's see. That would be from the third birthday. Uh, okay. It was the third, the third Parasite Eve game. Okay. So I have the third birthday... Uh, Persona 4, Minecraft, and then Mass Effect, and, and then, Bioshock Infinite. Yep. I knew all the other ones, but the one in the upper right-hand corner, or, the upper, yeah. or whatever that upper corner was. I have two more. I'm starting like a little poster collection. I got two more on the way. Uh, one's from the new Final Fantasy game, and the other one's from Final Fantasy twelve. I used to have a bunch of maps on my wall from all the different MMOs I played. I actually still have an Ashron's Call one up from the original strategy guide and I actually still have a game that is, I, I probably should take down the map, City of Heroes. I have the oh, map dude. up and it's that game has been defunct now for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you got like you got like your uh, your what, is it, what was that? The original EverQuest? You got those posters anywhere? No, I, I never really played EverQuest up until a little while ago and never I didn't really like it too much. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was I did. not a huge EverQuest fan, but I got um, Lord of the Ring maps here. Oh. Here's here's another Ashron's Call map, right here next to me. And then I think I got a Lord of the Rings. Which one is this? What game is this to? Oh, this is this is um the collector's edition from Skyrim. Oh, dude, I didn't get that. Oh yeah, Kim got that for me for Christmas. I got the big I got the big dragon right up here on my desk. The bitch. <laughs> we got all kinds of good stuff, man. We she did. actually, I felt so bad though because I opened the box up for Christmas and she got it for me for the PS3. Oh. And I wanted to play it on the PC and I was like, oh, yeah, this needs to go back. Oh, no. <laughs> and luckily, we took it back the day after Christmas. Best Buy had one PC box left. Oh, fucking hell, man. Of the collector's edition, so I, I was so just I, like, oh. so I guess how did you break that to her though? Were you just like, hey, yeah, this is really awesome, but wrong console, I, babe. I was just well, no, because she wasn't too sure, and she, I mean, I was playing the hell out of the PS3 at that time, so right. she didn't, she didn't know I'd want it on the PC, 
And when I opened it up and I was like, yeah, and I looked and I saw PS3, I was like, oh, <laughs> I go, I go, I, I just told her, I go, in a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to, I heard that there's a lot of issues with the PS3 version. I go, so I think I'd rather play this on the PC because I heard the PC is much more stable. Mm. So she didn't, she didn't have a problem with it. She was just like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Oh, that's, dude, that's cool as hell though, man. She's, I mean, so. Dude, from the way it sounds, she's always been really cool about that kind of shit though, man. Oh, really super I, cool. I was talking to her earlier about when she bought me the Vita this past Christmas, and she goes, because she normally can't surprise me, and when I opened up that box and she saw my face, she goes, she goes, that was really cool seeing you actually surprised at what you got finally for Christmas, because she always tries to, but I usually blow it. Oh. I mean, like, like when I want, like when she bought me the Skyrim for Christmas, uh-huh. Steam was having their huge sale right around Christmas time, and I like ran downstairs the one day and was like, can I spend 50 bucks on a game? Because I want to, she goes, no, you cannot. You cannot buy any fucking thing two days before Christmas. And she was all pissed. You son of a bitch. Oh, she was livid. <laughs> How can you buy anything like that right before Christmas? I was like, oh, okay. You should have been like, well, it's not with the money I used for your gifts. So don't worry about it. <laughs> so. No, no, that's really cool, man. That's really that fucking was, cool. That though, was hilarious. I know there's been a couple times where, like, my parents had gotten me, you know, when I was younger, I used to have a myriad of, of the consoles. You know, I had, like, the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and, and Game Boy all at the same time. Yeah, buddy. You know, and um, there was always be that, there would always be that one game that I would tell my mom about that I wanted at the beginning of the year, that was for Super Nintendo. And then they come out with the Sega Genesis version, which was total shit, and that's the one she got me instead. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's how... For Valentine's Day, I got Kim something. I got her the Walking Dead Monopoly because she had said she wanted it. Ooh! So somebody, somebody's getting some action. She was, she was. I, I knew she was then going to go out and buy me something, and I like walked downstairs and was just like, "If you are going to buy me something for Valentine's Day, I go. The only thing I want is Danganronpa on the Vita." And she was just like, "Done." Do I need to get an Amazon card then? I'm like, "No." I go. It's all good. I go. I will just go up to Amazon right now and just buy a, a gift card for the PlayStation Network and download it. And that's basically what happened. <laughs> so, um, let's get on with the show, I guess. Yes, yes. Let's get rolling. Let's get rolling, sir. We can and... be found what I'm playing now. dot com. Send us some emails. What I'm playing now at gmail. dot com. Twitter. What I'm playing now. Drop the G. And Uncle Greg's picture fucking hour. What do you got? <laughs> picture you hour, have, man. Do you have a, anything this week? Yes, I do actually, and I and I rushed the job like I did the very first time I did this. That's all right. Uh, That's all right. I'll just sit here. I'll just sit here and play Flappy Bird while you show everybody. This is usually how this shit goes, though, man. This, these aren't intended to be masterpieces. Uh, are you playing Flappy Bird? <laughs> really? <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> If it's not a picture of Bert, I really don't care right now, dude. See, now I figured now, now I need to redo this because what I did just sucks in comparison to Flappy Bird. So this is this is actually just I don't know why I did this. I, hang on, I gotta pull up the video window because I don't I can't tell what I'm showing this. This is not digitized this time around. Um, so there's a little guy on a nice little island right there with the coconut trees. He's looking pretty good, and there's an like. Suction cup shark trying to eat a guy. I don't know where it came from. Dude, you need therapy. I do. I need massive amounts of therapy. Um, 
anybody that knows me knows I need that. So if you want to pony up the coin for my therapy sessions, please send your donations. I'll be with the Salvation Army guy up front. Maybe we, maybe we have to start a Kickstarter or something for you. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. This is a New Age podcast. We need to, we need to do something productive. So why don't we do an Indiegogo? Great, yeah, yeah, an Indiegogo probably would be better. And then we can videotape the whole thing. And I tell you what, that documentary is going to make the most money ever on this planet. I'll, I'll pitch in. I, I figured you would. I'll pitch in. What the hell? Because the whole thing is just going to be two hours of me playing Flappy Bird and sucking my thumb. So our first news story, for those of you who aren't aware of the knockoff games that have been coming off from Flappy Bird, Sesame Street has come up with a lovely, did you say it was just straight Java? This No, it's straight JavaScript, man. This is, straight this JavaScript? Is, yeah, this is HTML5 all the way. Um, it's Flappy Bird. It's a <laughs> little bird. I can hear it in your back. <laughs> it's, it's a little bird carrying Bert in between... What are larger pipes than um, what Flappy Bird was? But um, it's uh, freaking hilarious. Uh, like I said in our show notes, best knockoff ever. I oh don't my think God, I've ever a... seen a best knockoff. Dude, hang on one second. So I just fired this up. I want to do a screen share really quick because I want to show you what the fuck I just saw. Right? Look at this shit. How are you supposed to fly through that? That doesn't look that hard. What? Are you kidding me? They're all the same. You just keep going. I, dude, I, I, I clicked once and I was just like, yep, dead. You must have broke something because my game doesn't do that. Well, see, no, not... Oh, fuck me. Okay, so here we go again. Let's try this. So are we just going to... See, see, one of us needs to be broadcasting video if we're going to be sitting here playing this game the whole podcast. I'm doing it. Let's go for it, man. <laughs> oh, Fuck! We should see. We should see who gets the highest score by the end of the podcast. I'm up to nine. I'm at two. I, I'm motherfucker. See you suck. <laughs> All right. So the other thing that I was playing before we started the podcast, and Greg started playing Flappy Bird. Um, Titanfall beta began um, a couple days ago. I, my Twitter feed, my Google Plus feed, everything that I have was just people talking about Titanfall. Dicks. So Titanfall is only coming out on the Xbox One and the PC, um, being put out by EA. Um, the game actually does look really, really good. I saw a couple of uh, live play videos of, the, of the, some playthrough, and I am not a huge first-person shooter fan, but as far as um, just a look and... It's it's multiplayer only, and it just I've read a bunch of different articles on it over the weekend, and a lot of some people are saying that you know it's the it's a first person shooter for those people who don't like Call of Duty, and I've never been a huge Call of Duty fan. I mean my my first Call person of, shooter my first person Call shooter back in the day was Unreal Tournament two thousand four. Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. So, and I haven't I have not had a first person shooter grab me like Call of, like um Call of Duty like Unreal Tournament two thousand four did back in the day. Oh yeah. So it's I we got to get done with the podcast so I can actually play some more Titanfall tonight. I was going through the tutorial when you texted me and said you were ready, <laughs> and I was like, "Fucking damn it!" I wanted to get through the tutorial at least. Well, you know what, Joe? If this is that big of a problem, I want the force. <laughs> That's fine. You don't get half of my shit. You get nothing. <laughs> You're dead to me. Fine, and then you can come piss all over my grave, and I won't give a shit. But there was there was an interesting interesting article that was up on um, 
Polygon, where they were writing basically about Respawn, the developer, um, and what Titanfall could teach the industry about next-gen development. And I don't know if you got a chance to read this article or not. I thought it was a pretty good read because they're basically talking about what they did to try to basically kind of streamline development of this game. Basically, one point being it's multiplayer only. It was done by a smaller studio. There's probably only about 60 people that work in the Respawn studio to, that ambitious. did most of this stuff. That's that's very ambitious. Especially since this is basically like a AAA title, and it really looks like one. Right. Um, another interesting thing. Being that it's an EA-published game, oh, God. there are no microtransactions. Oh. And there is something in the game. They have these burn cards that you can add to your characters after you die that give you certain like a sprint ability for a little while and stuff like that. That is completely ripe for being turned into um, completely microtransaction fodder. That uh, it's wait. So is that like it gives? So wait, you get killed, and I mean, I'm still trying to glance through the article here, so. You get killed, and it gives you a boost to do a corpse run, or is it just? Uh, no, 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 no. It just gives you it just gives you certain bonuses, and you earn the cards by basically playing the game. The more you oh, play, okay. the more cards okay. you earn. Okay. The higher in level you get, it appears you can use more cards per session or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like one-time use cards, and they're just you know I don't think they last real long or anything. It really how EA didn't say this needs to be a microtransaction. I'm just, I don't even just, know. Just wait. It's, I just don't wait. even know. I mean, but it was like I said. From since you, it'd be a good read for you if you didn't actually read the article, because um, they do talk about a lot of different development things. And with you being a developer, I figured you might like it. I mean, like I said, they talked about it being a multiplayer only game. They also said there's some other games that are coming out that are going to be concentrate just on like single player. Like they mentioned, the Order eighteen eighty eight. Um, which is a PS4 exclusive coming out, which I really can't wait for, which is supposed to be a really sweet game. That does not have multiplayer, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's single player only. Which so, I can get, I can get into that. And the, and that's the thing they were saying that, you know, the developers are basically they can focus on one part of the game instead of just trying to get check marks through everything. You're like, we need a check mark for this, check mark for this. Let them develop the game that they came up with and not tack on all this other stuff. And I'm really excited for some of these next-gen games that are going to start coming out because right. I have a feeling they're going to be graphically look better, and, and the gameplay, I think, is just going to jump up to like a whole new level. See, this is the basically problem. Basically because of this. Right, and this is the problem that Tomb Raider had because Tomb Raider's multiplayer aspect feels so arbitrary, dude. It, it shouldn't have... It, the the single-player game... Is so strong. It's it's a fantastic game, and then you get on multiplayer, and it's just like, what the fuck? Tomb Raider is not like five against five PvP, right? Right. And just, I mean, it, the whole experience just felt really weird. I honestly did the multiplayer in Tomb Raider twice, and then I just said fuck it because I just it, it was so weird. Not to mention the fact that there was rampant cheating on the servers, but um, but yeah, I, I really I, I feel like you do if if you just make the core game the way you want it. I think you're going to have a far better product. Oh, definitely, and that's what that's what they're thinking with um, with Titanfall. You know, they're saying since it's exclusive to the Xbox One, it's going to be out on the PC. If it actually is as much of a success as they're thinking it's going to be, 
when they go to make a Titanfall 2, Microsoft is going to have to pony up big bucks to basically keep that as an exclusive. Oh, hell yeah. And, and they probably, you know, the developers, you know, probably Respawn's not going to want that. They're probably going to want to reach the audience, the largest audience, to make the most money. So it'll be, it'll be interesting what comes out of that. But I really... What I've seen of Titanfall so far, for me not being a huge FPS fan, I'm really interested in giving it a shot. And what you need to do is you need to spend some time with uh, Red Eclipse on Linux. That'll turn you into FPS fan real quick. I don't know about that. I, no, I was just joking with you. That game sucks ass. <laughs> it's, like bot, it's like Bot War, but the bots are dumb. Oh, okay. Like, like really, really stupid dumb. All right. Well, that's about all I have to say about Titanfall. I like how there. I like how there was, there was that awkward silence after I said that. You're just like, "Yep," and you're a dumbass. <laughs> no, I just you're really wasn't, fucking idiot. <laughs> really wasn't. I've never played the game. I really can't say too too much about it. So, Joe, you're not a true gamer unless you game on Linux. I have gamed on the game on Linux before. I just my Windows gaming is probably pretty much just a little more prevalent right now. Are you freedom eating bastard? So. That's okay, I do the same thing. Actually, I, you know what's strange is ever since I got my uh, my PS3, I have not touched my PC at all. And that's how I was when I got the PS4. I mean, I was off my computer for well over a month. Like, I just straight... I was in the middle of Skyrim. Remember, I was in the middle of playing some hardcore Skyrim. And, dude, I just... I'm like, what? Skyrim? What the fuck's that? And PS3, yes. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because Brian from the LinuxInstall.net podcast... He posted something on Google Plus earlier. I don't know if he tagged you. I thought, yeah, I think he did tag you in it earlier today. Was it about that guy who dual booted uh, Steam Steam OS and Windows? Yeah, he was ta- like he was talking about basically dual booting Steam OS and you know Windows. And I why basically he... replied I replied to him and I said, "Why?" Uh, well, yeah, that's the gaming experience. People forget Steam OS is running Linux, which means that. If you're you're gonna get the experience on Steam that traditional Linux users would get, like if you just downloaded Ubuntu and then threw Steam on there, right? Right. You're you're not gonna be able to run the full library available on Steam unless you have a Windows box. Exactly. There's just, there's just no way around that. So why would you limit yourself the Steam experience, the gaming experience, by do I mean there's just aside from toying with it, just like. Oh, hey, look what I did. I got SteamOS and Windows run at the same time. Okay, well, that's that's fucking cool. How are you playing, you know, how are those games on SteamOS for you, bro? Yeah, that's pretty much what I said. And it, and it was funny because Walt even posted the same thing. He goes, yeah, I kind of agree. He goes, I really don't see a need for this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I put I, on there, I go, I'm like, I go, I'm sure, you know, I put on, I put on there, I started off, I go, wow, this is a hard question to answer. I go, but I'm sure the Linux purist will do that will just be running SteamOS. I go, somebody who has a Windows box and wants to play, maybe play around with Linux and see what it's like, I go, they may give it a shot, but I go, not all the games are on Linux. So it's kind of a moot point at that point to me because, like you just said, the better gaming experience probably, for a while at least, is going to still be on a Windows box, I hate to say. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping SteamOS can get popular. They can make things more readily available on it, Linux? It has to be built on the games that are going to be coming out in the future. For, and, and I literally mean from this point going forward, every game published on Steam 
going forward needs to be able to work across all three platforms that Steam's available on. And that's yeah. the only way that's going to be successful. But you can't backport these older games that are already on Steam, especially the ones that are Windows exclusive. Yeah. Now you pro- technically you probably could, um, but then there's the obvious point of, you know, can you get the license to port that engine over to, let's say, OpenGL? Because if it was DirectX specific, you need to be able to get that code and you know rework that engine. Also, is it worth your time to do something like that? Right. And you can you can always play those Windows games on the Steam OS basically through the stream streaming capabilities that they do offer, but at that point in time you still need a Windows box somewhere in your house that has those games all loaded up on it. Yeah, because you can't just pull them down from Steam server. Right. I mean, so it's I, I'm all for Steam OS. I'm hoping Valve can do many good things with it. I'm 100% behind them. Oh, and I am but, too. I just I just don't see. I mean, you know, dual, kudos, yeah. kudos to the guy who dual booted. I mean, you know, who in there? I, I don't know. I guess I'm going to be kind of a dick about it here. Who the, who hasn't dual booted Linux at some point? You know, congratulations. Yeah, but I heard from what I've read, dual booting SteamOS is not easy. Well, it's not as easy as <laughs> dual booting any other distro. Well, that's even more of a reason to not do it. So yeah, but you know what? There's always there's the people out there who just want to do something just to say they did. I guess so. And that's what was done, so... I mean, why the fuck do I draw these pictures every day? You know and what I mean? You know, well, that's because we said we said you needed therapy. So that was that was a simple <laughs> that's my, answer. That's my form See, of therapy there, that, drawing. That question we have an answer to. All mm-hmm. these other questions, no, sometimes we don't. I'm going to make this my new profile picture. That's just, I don't even do... <laughs> so many issues in life. So many issues in life. All right, on, Nintendo, Direct. Nintendo Direct. Nintendo <laughs> Direct. We're gonna start talking about some Nintendo stuff here. Yeah, um, for once, for once, I'm actually not gonna hate on Nintendo. I don't know why you would. Um, is that a trick question? Oh, uh, zip it. <laughs> zip, zip it, little Mac. Should, should so, I should I list chronologically, alphabetically, um, how many hemorrhoids I have by now? <laughs> is it eight? As in Mario Kart eight? Uh, yes, because it's not the one for Super Nintendo. <laughs> so Nintendo had their Nintendo Direct conference the other day. Um, they announced just basically a bunch of things. I don't think I don't know if any of this stuff is super super new or if different from before. Um, we'll run through some of the lists that Gamespot has on here. Mm-hmm. Um, Little Mac's coming to Super Smash Brothers. Which, for those who don't know, Little Mac is from Super Punch Out or regular yeah, Mike Tyson's buddy. Punch Out which was one of the best fucking games for the Nintendo. Hands down. I was actually reading an article on my Kindle Fire this morning where they were actually talking about um, Punch-Out! at the arcade. Oh. I loved that game. I wasted, I wasted so much money on that game at the arcade <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, Anytime I saw that game, I wanted to play it. What was the one I, what was the one I dropped coin on? I, I see... I was young... Well, go figure, right? Um, <laughs> when I first started doing arcade stuff, that was back when Neo Geo still had a decent hold yes. in the arcades. And that was like kind of at the end right before the arcades started dying out a little bit. Um, but I always blew money on the Street Fighter cabinets, man. Oh, my God. See, I never got into the Street Fighters that much. It was the, the Street Fighter cabinets, and uh, I know there were a couple of Neo Geo games that I played, and I can't remember the names of them for the life of me. Um. But Neo Geo games were always stupid high quality, man. 
I, I do yes. remember that. Their, their games and their cabinets were, oh my god. And the cabinets, they still go for like seven to nine grand a piece. I remember when the Neo Geo Home System first came out. Oh, that one with the monster ass cartridge is like this big. It was like six, seven hundred bucks for the game for the console. A hundred bucks per game, I think it was back then. I remember reading that in the one magazine and thinking, "I need this." <laughs> I think my parents were like, "Yeah, not happening." <laughs> that was like it was like the see, I was that asshole kid that saw. By the way, love how we just got off on a tangent, right? So well, we do. that's what this show's about. I, yeah, it shows about my therapy and going off on tangents. So, um, I was an asshole kid that. Well, first of all, let me jump back a little bit. I wanted a 3DO. Okay. Never got one, but I remember the price tag on that bad boy when it came out was like six hundred ninety nine dollars. Yes, sir. I told my mom I wanted it, and she looked at me. She's like, "Fuck no." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you need to get a job, boy. Yeah. Um, but I actually did pick up a Neo Geo Pocket Color, believe it or not. Okay. And I don't know if you remember those. I don't know if you remember the Neo Geo Pocket. Yes. Okay. So the color version, uh, basically the big brother to the Neo Geo Pocket, it was backwards compatible with the regular Neo Geo Pocket games. Um, but I think the palette size that was available to the Pocket games was you know, reduced compared to the ones that were written for color. Um, but I actually had the Sonic game for Neo Geo Pocket Color, and I think that was the only game I managed to get for that thing because by the time I got it, they just dried up. <laughs> yeah, it's such you, an amazing. Have you, have you ever have you ever looked for any on eBay or anything? At a Pocket Color, yeah, I was actually looking at one because I wanted to get one again, and I was looking on eBay, and they're going for dirt cheap now. Oh wow, they're, they're not that expensive. I think the uh, there's a couple ones that still have you know box instructions for the, the actual console. I think I found a couple that were still factory sealed, um, and obviously those are really expensive. But I think generally speaking, they're going for maybe like twenty five or fifty bucks a piece. No, it's not bad. No, that's not bad. And the games are even cheaper, man. I mean, See, the games are like a dollar. That that's min a minimal price to get back part of your youth. Hey, well then. Okay, if you're gonna if, if we're being dicks about this, <laughs> I could go somewhere else, right? But if we're being legit, yes, because I would gladly pay the money to have a, a Nintendo Entertainment System in my hands right now, like a, a straight Nintendo, not the, the straight NES. Yeah, not like the the fucking you know Super Gen Atari that plays like 16 different consoles on the top and looks like you can kill somebody with it. See, now I was actually thinking about picking one of those up that does like the multi-game things because. I know I still have all the Nintendo cartridges over my parents' house, all my mm -hmm. Genesis cartridges. Although, Shit, the Genesis, actually, although one of my brothers may claim the Genesis games are theirs, I will be able to beat that out of them. The, the Genesis? <laughs> I, I actually still have my... Uh, it's not in my studio here. I, I have a uh, container on my living room that actually has all my Super Nintendo cartridges. There's like 150 of those things in there. Jesus. That, dude, I got a collection, man. Trust me. I guess so. Holy crap! There, there's some good shit in there, man. I got, uh, I got Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasy two, um, the original Doom, the red cartridge, which is awesome. Um, the only game there's there's two games I want to get to put in there though. I want to get a Chrono Trigger cartridge, and I want to get a Secret of Mana cartridge. Are uh, both of those probably rather expensive? Yes. Um, Chrono Trigger without the box and instructions typically goes for around seventy five dollars. Um, Secret of Mana, on the other hand, um, one without boxes and instructions usually goes for around 130. 
Wow. Uh, with box and instructions, and if it actually has, I'm getting a little raspy there. If it actually has the map with all the stuff in there, dude, it's like four to five hundred dollars a piece for just a that's single one of those. I'm like, what the fuck, man? That's the same. I hate it because I love that game. That game is amazing, and I just I, I can't rationalize paying you know 150 dollars for a Super Nintendo cartridge. I would drop the coin for Chrono Trigger. Um, yeah, Chrono Trigger is not. I guess Chrono Trigger isn't that bad considering it's similar to what you would pay for a new game nowadays. Right. So I could kind of see that, even though it's an old, old game. I mean, but yeah, that was know. yeah. The secret the reason, of that would be a rough one to stomach. Right, and and the reason why I would do it for Chrono Trigger was because that was the very first game ever. Uh, in, in all the years I've been gaming, that was the very first one that I ever chain gamed with. And what I mean by that is it was the first game that I would sit there and log 16 to 20 hours in in one setting. Um, I'd do that for days, months, you know, days, weeks, months on end. I literally played that game nonstop for almost, I want to say, five to seven months straight. Wow. And did that every almost every day with the game. See, I'm trying to think of a game I did that back in the day, and I can't. the, the only game that really comes to mind would have been the original Bard's Tale on the Commodore 64. Oh, wow. I actually played that on Emulator before. Uh, and um, that game was completely insane, and mapping those dungeons were just a complete bitch. <laughs> I, it, got to the, it got to the point where I was literally, literally drawing out the dungeons on graph paper. Oh, wow. See, I didn't, because, get, that inten- I didn't get that intense with it. Because the, the way the dungeons were drawn... Let's say you would go, you had a, a, a pathway that was basically like 20 squares. Mm-hmm. Once you got to the top, you just went back right down to the bottom. It just scrolled you right around. Oh, what the fuck? So if you weren't mapping this stuff, trying to get... figure out where the where you were at in the dungeon was impossible. I mean, it got to the point where some of the dungeons, I was taping graph pieces of paper together because they just, we would go so far oh, one shit. direction and then figure out, you know, where... Where the where the flip was and everything, and it was just insane. It was my cousin and I actually played that, and we but you see you see we actually made it to the end and finished it, and it was just completely nuts. Well, that's crazy, right? But that's the kind of shit that I, that, that I'm getting at, though. Is like, yeah, we had to do that weird shit when we were younger playing video games, but you actually had to do that, and you try to explain that to kids now, and they're just like, what? Oh yeah, they got maps in the game. Kids don't know shit. They, they got it too easy nowadays. It's like. <laughs> Like, we didn't have a HUD when we were growing up. Really? Are you serious? Like, just... Ah! Like, even when I play Metal Gear... Like, when I play Metal Gear Solid, I always turn the damn radar off. Right? Really? Yeah, because I don't fucking want it. Yeah, I don't know I, if I'd go that far. Oh, dude, I don't... I, yeah, I, guess, it, I, guess, I guess I'm spoiled in my older age. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> so the, the hardest mode on... Well, no, even, like, the normal mode on Metal Gear Solid 3... Um, has well, I mean, you have a radar, but it's optional, right? And it's not very good. Um, you can only tell what's on the radar if something's actually moving and making noise. Um, but the second you go to a, a difficulty letter harder than normal, gone. You have no radar in Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, so I kind of backtracked and was like, okay, we'll take the radar off on Metal Gear Solid Two, which was doable. And then I went back to Metal Gear Solid 1, which is a game that I played the shit out of. So, of course, I shut the radar off and beat the game in, like, five hours. That's crazy. 
I know, but I know that game like the back of my hand, though. I know where everybody is, so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, when you once you play a game that much, it's just that's the yeah, that's the one where I kept setting up claymores after I got Meryl, was just blowing her ass up. <laughs> I punch her, I punch her, knock her down, and then set a claymore, and she path follows you whenever you run away from her. So if you put a claymore down, they run behind one of the pillars in the main hallway, and she follows you. She's gonna blow herself up. It's great. That's so if you're nice. if you're wanting to kill Meryl and never finish the game, that's how you do it. I never finished the original one. Who needs therapy now, Joe? Yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> but you know what? I sleep at night. I'm fine, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Couple Advil and some beer or something like that. It's good. To oh, dude, like man. Champ. So that's that's how we that's how we roll on this podcast. We, do, so, we take Advil and beer before we go on air. Back to Nintendo. With beard. They got a bunch of free stuff going on. Yes. Yes, Nintendo free. They're giving away the company. Hang on, hang on a second. What's this? No, I'm not. Okay. Uh, hang on. Nuclear, nuclear. We, we have apocalypse now in Northeast Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. No, I guess the wind's really bad out there, and she said that the garbage cans were blowing all over the yard. All over the yard. Yours or the neighbors? I think ours. Oh, groovy. So. Well, I would help you, Joe, but you know what? You told yeah. me I can't come over to your house. Yeah, so. you can't come over to our house. So You know what? Piss off. Go pick up your own trash. <laughs> um, so we were talking about Nintendo still. Yeah, they're giving away the company for free. Yes, and they have free-to-play games. Um, one of the games that they are coming out that's going to be kind of free-to-play is Steel Diver. I guess it's a sub-game. Um, you can... You get caught up in the steel diver. You get part of the game for free, and then I guess if you want to unlock more subs and some more single-player missions, you can spend out 20 bucks um, for that. Um, some of the other games that they had coming out, Mario Golf World Tour, Bayonetta 2, Yoshi's New Island. But the one that I really wanted to talk about was... Um, the one game that had a single paragraph in the entire page. Yeah, where the heck was it now? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to find that It's now. back up to the free to play, dude. It's, it's Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, the game yes. that was partnered with EA. Oh. Because yeah, I had scrolled it. down so far. I had scrolled down too far. And All right, so yeah, this, this Real Deal Baseball, um, it's a bunch of mini-games or something, different sports. You can pay face value or bargain for a lower price. Yeah, so in other words, you can give Nintendo your kidneys and they'll give you the game for free. Yeah, I'm just really not too sure how that's going to work. Um, how different people can pay different prices for something. Well, well is it, wouldn't this sort of be, I guess on a non-monetary scope, wouldn't this be relative to what we were talking about, about the uh, trophies on PSN having relative value to the number of people that had them? Wow. Yeah, I just, like, totally rasped there. <clears throat> so, like, if more people have a trophy, that kind of depreciates the value of it. But that kind of sucks for the people that already have it. Right? But this is kind of worse, because if you kind of negotiate a price, that's hired for the same exact content that somebody else paid less for. I mean, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. I mean, like if both of us had, 
you know, 3DSs, and I'm like, dude, I got it for a buck fifty, and you're like, oh, I got it for two fifty. I mean, you'd probably be a little more pissed than I would. I'd be like, sweet, well, that sucks to be you, I guess. But I just, I don't understand how this whole thing's going to work and how they're, how people just aren't going to get. They would have to have a way to set like a minimum margin. I, I see this running akin to how Bitcoin mining ran when it first started, right? Where the margin starts out low, and the more people do it, the higher that margin is going to rise. But they have to have a cap somewhere, right? Because you can't be paying like one hundred twenty-five dollars for this shit. Yeah, I'm guess I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of variance price in there where there's like a, a high and a low, but I just don't know. Well, what, just... they're gonna, what they're going to have you do is they're going to have you fill out an equal opportunity employment form. <laughs> Based on your responses to the equal opportunity employment form, you may or may not get a low price. Yeah, that's it. That's going to be one that we need to pay attention to and watch for future shows because I really want to hear how that's um, going to work. Because that just—I don't know. I just—I just don't. Under, I, I understand it, but I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't understand either. I, it just sounds like it's more complicated, so I just... Let me have the fucking game, really. I, I hate the freemium stuff. I hate paying more to, to play the game. You know what I mean? Just just let me pay my... Just take my 20 bucks and leave me alone. I sound like an old grandpa there. Yeah, you kind of do. I mean, I was, I'm waiting, I was waiting for you to take it off my lawn, but... Get off my lawn, motherfucker! <laughs> you boys get out of here. You boys don't have no business here. All right, last story. Something that was just announced today. Um, Chroma. It's going to be Harmonix's musically first-person shooter. Musically um, first-person? You mean musically based first-person shooter? Was, I'm on game trailers. This is the title that they use. So I was just quoting game trailers. Don't no, the title that they used was Chroma as Harmonix musically first. Per- okay, so it was. So they fucked up. So okay, okay, I see. I can read. Thank you. Okay, good job, Joe. Game trailers, you fucked up. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but um, I watched the video for this. Um, it has dubstep in it, so I'm all for that. <laughs> um, but I just don't know how this game is going to play or what this is going to be about. This sounds completely. Different, so I don't know. I I like Harmonix's stuff. They've done great stuff over the years. What they um, what they need to do is they need to have you hook up the old PS2 guitar, and then the more you shred, the more you kill. I have I have I have a Guitar Hero guitar for the PS2. Shred of death. I have I have a Rock Band set for the 360. Really? I can I can use any of that stuff. I'm set. Dude, you're like your own one man band over there. I, basically, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Shall we get on to what we played this week? Let's do it. Start it off. You got uh, the first one. Last of Us. I do. Why'd you set me up, Joe? Number one, The Last of Us. Why'd you set me up? I, you're the one who typed it in first. Yeah, so uh, The Last of Us, this is actually, uh, what, what was this release, last year? I believe it was last year or the year before. I can't remember. It was um, last year, and it actually won a lot of the Game of the Year awards from last yeah, year. And there's, yeah, and there's a pretty damn good reason, because that game is fucking awesome, right? I, that game, uh, yeah, I want to say I tanked it kind of like I did Persona 4. Um, 
I literally just came home every day and was like, oh, I've got to play The Last of Us. And that's what I did. And I finished it in like three days, three or four days, something like that. And it's a, it's a pretty long game. Um, it's a it's a zombie apocalypse game, as most people already know, but there's it's it's a lot of Romero-ish storyline to it. Uh, and it's not so much the zombies as it is the asshole fucks you run into along the way, right? Um, yeah, because I are there like, a lot of are there a lot of zombies in it? I thought it was more just like no, uh, there there are. I mean, it's kind of, it's a good balance. There's okay. There's the zombies. Uh, there's different types of zombies. Um, the game really puts a focus too on the survival aspect because you can't just run in with fucking like you know thirty eight guns and like Bah-ah! no, you gotta. You, there's a heavy focus on stealth kill in this game, so like you're crafting chivs and going around and shanking zombies in the fucking throat, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and, and you're doing it to keep them from drawing the attention of other zombies. Um, well, considering it's after like a post-apocalyptic type game, I mean your your ammo's going to be limited, so that's the reason. Oh, why. absolutely, and that's the other thing too. I mean, they give you a wide assortment of weapons, but your ammo is extremely scarce. You really cannot rely on those guns for anything. I mean, if you get in a firefight with other people, you can start picking up their ammo and using their guns and all this other kind of shit. But you can pick up beer bottles, bricks, um, different types of melee weapons like planks of wood, axes, uh, lead pipes, that sort of stuff. Um, but there's also melee combat too. Like you can choke hold somebody, punch the fuck out of them, you know, bash their head on the corner of a table, uh, put them up against the wall, uh, curb stomp them, all that kind of shit. It's, it's weird, dude. I was sitting there the one night, and I'm, I'm, like, killing people. I'm like, Jack, American justice! Jack, we're going to kill him! <laughs> and then it's, and, that's a game I've always wanted to play on the PS3, and I just never had a chance to. Um, uh, with everything coming out, I'm I'm hoping I, got, I can eventually get to I, play it. I understand, Joe. I understand. I got trampled over. Uh, you, you know, if you want the disc, I'll send it to you. Um but yeah, dude, you really need to fucking play this game. It is amazing. Yeah, well, I, like I said, I know it's got got a lot of awards in 2013, so I I'm sure it's yeah, it has I, to be it has to be at least okay. I'm sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the other aspect about it too that's really good is is the story and the way that it's really infest the it invests you into the characters. Um, the main character Joel is is a really interesting guy to follow. Uh, Ellie is also a I, I think I said this to one of my buddies. I mean, she's probably one of the most badass characters I've ever played as in a video game recently. Um, I mean, she's obviously good. It's it, you have to you have to think in the context though. It's a girl who was born after the zombie apocalypse, so that's all she knows, right? She doesn't know anything that happened before then. And they, and the story kind of reveals that, like, there's one part where they're walking down the street and they see a, a, an old ice cream truck that's sitting on the side of the road. And uh, you're with another person at the time, and he's explaining to his younger brother what that is. It's an ice cream truck. And Natalie's just like, what the fuck is that? I've never seen that before. And they explain it to her that, you know, it's a creepy-ass truck with, you know, child rapists on the inside that steal children and give them ice cream. And um, it was just interesting to see her reaction to that. It really mm-hmm. was. I mean, like I said, she doesn't know any of this stuff. All she knows is kicking zombies' ass and taking names and trying to survive. You know, it, it's just bizarre. Uh, but yeah, very, very good game. I, I really it sounds it, it sounds really good. Yeah, I, dude, like I said, just, it's one that, it's one on my list to play. I'm just hoping dude, I can if, squeeze it in. If you want the disc, I will give it to you so you can I, play. It. 
I will definitely keep, take you up on that maybe soon. So um, the next one I played was uh, Persona 4 Arena. Uh, this is a button-mashing fighting game featuring characters from Persona 4 and, interestingly enough, Persona 3, which I didn't know this. Um, there are a select few characters from Persona 3 that make an appearance in uh, P4A. Uh, the story, there is a story to the game. It takes place, I think, two months after Persona 4 Golden ends. Um, and I actually found... The interesting thing I thought about this was I actually found out what the... How do I want to say this? The main character's canonical name? Because it, the games never tell you what the main character's names are, right? You kind of have to just make your own and let it go. Um, his name is uh, Yu Narakami. Narakami, Sorry. Yeah, you're right. I mean, now that I think about it, you're 100% correct with that. I had yeah, to think they, about that for a second. I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't think they ever did state anything like that. And here's the more interesting part that really shook me about this game. The Persona, 4, the Persona games, the main character typically does not have any dialogue, per se, like other than what you, other than what you make him say during dialogue choices. Um, he also does not have voice acting either. He or she does not have voice acting. Persona 4 Arena... The main character does have dialogue, is voice acted, and he's voice acted by the same guy who did the voice for Adachi. Oh, really? Yes, Johnny Young Bosch, who, hmm. interestingly enough, was the Black Ranger in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Interesting. It's the same guy. I was like, wow. And I heard that, and I'm like, wait a minute, that, that's Adachi. Why is, he, <laughs> why is he the main character's voice? It, it, it actually kind of works, though. Um but to the core mechanic of the game, it, it's not a complicated fighter like Dead or Alive. I mean, this is very, very straightforward. Like, these two buttons are your weak and strong hits. These two buttons are your weak and strong persona summons. Um, there are a myriad of combos you can chain together. Uh, it doesn't rely so much on juggling like Dead or Alive does, which thank God for that because that, that thing is just a pain in the ass. <laughs> um, but it is extremely fast-paced. Very, very fucking fast paced. Like once you, it really relies on you knowing the basic concepts and nailing them down perfect every time. Now, did you just pick that up off the PlayStation Network? No, I actually, I when I went to uh, uh, GameStop to get my uh, my PS3. Okay. Uh, they had it there, and they that was the last copy they had in the store. And I just, oh, wow. I, I was like, okay, we're getting it. It actually had the the uh, box and a structure manual, the lithos intact too. So I was pretty pumped. Yeah, really. That's something GameStop never fucking has. Even right. if they have it, they normally don't give it to you. Here's a disc with a little free and flip. Yep. No, dude, this one was 100% intact, and it was uh, it was 20 bucks used, so it wasn't bad. Oh, that's not bad. No, no. Um, but yeah, I think you would find it interesting, mostly because you, I don't think you've played P3. Have you? No, I did not. I okay. did not play P3, because you, you played that on the PSP, and I never picked that up on the PSP. Yeah, I, ha I have P3P. Um, but yeah, there, there are... Two, I think there are three or four characters, three, four, or five. I think I want to say five, five characters from P3 that land in P4A, and uh, it's really interesting to play them because it actually uh, they fast forward those characters in time, so they're actually you know I think P4 was two years after P3. I want to say it was one or two years. Um, so you figure a year, a year and two months basically, later, and you see these characters aged a little bit, and it's actually interesting to see them like that. They did a really good job. 
So there was that. Oh. And then I got this. Done. I got a text message about this the other day. Uh, I don't know if you can, can you see that. There we go. Yeah, this is the collector's edition of the new Final Fantasy game for PS3. Final Fantasy 13 Lightning Returns. She returns all right. Uh, so I was actually going to do a live unboxing. I was planning on doing it, but I kind of already opened it anyways because I'm a patient fuck. Um, have you started playing it at all? Yes, I have. But okay. it kind of got drowned out under The Last of Us. Uh, so this is my next target. So when you pull off the little sleeve, this is the main box. It's just got her and her outfit. Some of this stuff I have out of here already because I've got it set up on my little designs over here, like my little studio shelf. So one of the things that came in here that I was really pumped about was the art book, uh, which is hardcover, and there's a sleeve over top of it. And it, as with any art books, there are just, you know, random pictures. I mean, the, the, I have literally opened this once, so the pages are still really crisp. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different things, like you can see concept works and all that other kind of stuff. Upside down. There we go. Uh, there's like 60-some pages to this book. I haven't gone through it at all yet, but it's got equipment, her uh, different, or like different areas inside the game, that sort of thing. Cool. And the other interesting thing this came with was, fuck yeah, this. It's a Lightning Returns pocket watch. And this is actually brushed light gunmetal. Um, and I have not set the time. The chain actually has this really nice clip on it. And most pocket watches do not have these. It's just a clip. Not, not like a not a clip like this, but it's like a dinky little push this and stick it on your keychain type thing. This is actually meant to go on your belt. And here's the inside of it. I don't know if you see that very That's well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you can see that, and that looks that looks sweet. I like that. The the spring on this is actually very nice. It it it's it's one hundred percent authentic pocket watch. I mean, this thing is not cheap in the least. Um there was a DLC code with this. I got two DLC codes, actually, for two different outfits. Uh, both of them were the Final Fantasy VII outfits. was uh, Cloud's outfit and Aerith's outfit as well, which I have redeemed those. Uh, I did start playing the game a little bit. It's interesting. I'm a little concerned about the fact the game actually only gives you, starting out, gives you six actual in-game days to beat it, and you add more time by doing requests. Uh, that mechanic was pretty similar to what was in Majora's Mask on the Nintendo 64, where you actually only had, I think, three days, excuse me, three in-game days to actually finish it, but there were ways to get around that. Um, I'm finding I'm having difficulty finding, finishing the quest, though. Some of them are really fucking hard, and they require a significant gill investment, and gill's very hard to come by as well. Wow. Um, as far as the combat goes in the game. I like it. Uh, it's a variation of what's been there in the previous two Final Fantasy 13 games, but it's like the... I don't know. It's tied very heavily into the character customization as well. And that's also another aspect, too, because your character... You give her three different like classes. You can equip three different classes all at the same time, and you change between them arbitrarily 
in battle. Each class has their own ATB gauge, so you use one until it runs down, and you switch to the next one and use that, and switch to the next one and use that. Um, it makes it for it makes for some pretty heated battles, but they can also be extremely difficult too. So I'm, I'm I don't know. I need more time to sink my teeth into it before I can say whether or not I like the game 100. I mean, I do like it. It's it's good, but I'd like to see where I can go with it. Right. Um, well, it sounds since you got the Last of Us done, it sounds like you got some time that you should be able to spend with this. Oh, absolutely. Knock some things out, and then I could I could do that in between my therapy sessions. There you go. But yeah, I'm definitely not going to be wearing that pocket watch though. That stays in the box. Yeah, that's that, that looks really sharp actually for being a a collector's item pack, and that that's a really sweet item. Yeah, and I want to read the art book more, but I don't. I like I like my my cherry pages, man. I don't want to. Seriously, they're they're so crisp. Go get some gloves. You'll be all right. I don't even know if I want to do that. <laughs> all right, so that was what you played. What I yes. played this weekend, I actually had a couple of different things on my list. The first one being Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Happy Havoc. Um, this game is completely fucking insane. I don't... I remember you telling me about this, and I was like, dude, I just I, I want to hear what this thing's like before I commit to it, because I, I think I want to play it. You will play it. You you need to play it. It's, it's a nice cross... Of, and and I had read this before, and I would I would kind of tend to agree with this. It's it's a nice cross of maybe Persona Four Golden, and the oh crap, what the heck is he called? The lawyer games that are out on the Nintendo. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. That's right. I could I thought I knew it earlier. My mind completely went blank. Um, so it's a cross between those because you're basically going around interacting and trying to almost create social links with your classmates. Okay. And then um, stuff happens, and I don't want to really go into too much of the story because the story is what's making this game the most insane game and could be one of the best stories I've ever played through, to honestly. Really? Yes, this story is just awesome. I love it. I'm just completely digging it. Um, and then after stuff happens and you go through days where you're working on social links with everybody and you get different bonuses for then when you get to the lawyer phase and quit playing, quit playing the Burt game. I can <laughs> I hear did, you clicking. I did it completely by accident. <laughs> I was flipping through the tabs. I'm like, oh, I like that. That Dongo Rumper game sounds pretty good. Oh, wait, Flappy Bird. Okay. But um, when you get to the lawyer part, you know, where basically you have a trial and everything, um, that's where you can use some of the stuff that you've gotten from, you know, your fellow students as far as bonuses and stuff goes. And the trial section is completely insane. There's like three or four different things that you're doing. One of the last things you're doing is an actual um, sort of musical rhythm-based um, attack thing where words are flying at you and you're trying to deny these people words um, and what they're saying basically by hitting it at the right time, staying in beat with the rhythm and stuff like it's. When I got to that part, it was completely crazy. But was it was it dubstep? Were you were you trying to keep like? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't dubstep. I don't think. But it was the music was still really good. The music in the game is actually really good. I don't think it was dubstep, but it was. It still had a good beat to it and everything like that. 
Um, but the whole game is just... <coughs> it's really hard for me to talk about because I want to go into the story, but the minute I go into the story, I'm almost telling spoilers. Spoiler alert. So, and I and I know, I know you want to play this, so that's why I was just like trying to think of how to describe this game and how to talk about it without giving away anything, and Joe, I really couldn't just, figure out a way to do that. Just rate my whole experience, Joe. You know, just just pour sugar in its gas tank and have me turn the car on. Well, it's you. You got to pick the game up because I definitely think you'll like it. It's how not supposed it? to be uh, forty bucks. Okay. It's. I don't think it's. I don't want to say it's a short game. I think it's like a 30 to 40 hour game or something they said. So it's probably about half the time of maybe a Persona 4 Golden. I'll say, so, dude, that's, that's short for me. You know that. Yeah, I know that. You'll probably have it done in a week. <laughs> I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to have it done in a week, and I don't know if I'll be able to do that because i got a lot, I got some stuff going on. But um, one of the other things I actually had a chance to put a lot of time into this weekend um, was the Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. Pathfinder. So I was finally able to sit down and play this game. That game's from Paizo. They're the they're the creator makers of the game. Um, and I have to say, this is a spectacular card game. It's some people were saying it's probably similar to doing like a pen and paper type role playing game, but with cards. I was watching a couple of YouTube videos, and one guy gave a pretty decent description saying he doesn't know if he'd go that far. It's almost more maybe like a Diablo or like a World of Warcraft where you're actually going on different adventures, kind of doing loot runs, and basically just trying to kill one major villain, like a boss-type character, which is the role of that scenario. So you basically start off the game by picking out a character, each character has certain cards that are contained in their deck, and you pick out a scenario. You can there's there's different types of stuff that you can do. There's a scenario, there's an adventure, and an adventure path, and they all basically tie together. So so many ad- there are an adventure path can be all of the different adventures that are contained throughout all of the expansions that are going to be released while this game is out. So an adventure is basically different scenarios that are contained um, within a particular box set. And then scenarios just like a one-off adventure. So you can basically start a character like in a role-playing game like Dungeons & Dragons or the Pathfinder role-playing game and take that character through the life of all this whole adventure path, all these different adventures, and level them up and get different bonuses when you're doing this um, throughout the game be changing your deck throughout the game, adding in different cards to make your character stronger and everything as you're playing, and it's it's really it's really neat that you can do this all through cards. Oh yeah, man. So I played a couple of games over the weekend. I've read the rules multiple, multiple times. Played through a couple of games. The first game I played through, I actually won. I actually defeated the villain. Okay. And I had done actually several things incorrectly. I was making the game much harder than it should have been for myself. Oh imagine that. So the first time I played through the game, I was playing through as a paladin. The next time I played through, I went through as um, the crazy barbarian lady, because I was thinking, if I, if I, as long as I'm just have somebody strong, that strong that can just knock things out in combat, I could walk through this deck really quick. And I started to at first. I got through one of the locations very quickly, made it to the second location, ran into a couple of mobs, where when you do combat. The mo- the monster that you're fighting actually on their card it tells you 
what type of statistic or what type of stat you should be using to roll against. And the one mob I ran, I ran up against two different mobs in this game weren't strength combat checks. They were wisdom combat checks with my character being a barbarian. My wisdom wasn't very high, and I proceeded to take tons of damage. I love how everybody picks a barb and then they're they get they're stupid. <laughs> it's like, and I was just rock. I sat there and I was just like, whenever whenever you're in combat, let's say you have to do um, let's say it says you know like you have to beat an eight or higher, you roll your dice. Let's say you roll a six. So if you if you were trying to roll an eight and you only rolled a six, basically that difference of two, you would take two damage. So you would basically discard two cards from your hand. Your cards are basically like your hit points in this game. So if you make it through your whole deck and basically wipe out your whole deck and you go to draw a card and you cannot draw a card, your character's dead. Wow. There's also a timer in the game. You have these this deck called a Blessings deck, which there's 30 cards in, and each turn you basically flip over a Blessing, and that's kind of just like your timer. So you almost have 30 turns to finish all of the different locations and kill the villain and everything um, before you have to finish the game. Or if you run out of blessing cards in the blessings deck, you're basically the game's over, you lose. That scenario. I ran out of blessings. So it was it I, I ran into a couple of different mobs that were like the wisdom type mobs. I rolled very crappy rolls um, on some very hard monsters and took ton, tons of damage. So I was basically sitting there with like four cards in my hand if you, like I said earlier, when you go to roll the damage, if the character, if the monster had like a, you need to roll like an 8 or 9, let's say you need to roll like a 9 or higher, and you only roll like a 2, so you would take 7 damage. But if you only have 4 cards in your hand, you just discard your cards, and the extra damage just nullifies. You don't have to throw any more cards out of your discard pile, out of your out of your deck or anything like that. So you basically would just lose your hand. And I did that twice. I took like more than four points. Of, I took four points of damage. And I sat there and I was like, this game's going to be over quick and it pretty much was. <laughs> so don't you, love it game, you, don't you love it you can you can see death just approaching you? Just yeah, like, yeah. The second game went much more horribly horribly <laughs> wrong than the first game did. I was like, how can it get worse than that? So, but there's... If, if you do pick up the game, there's a couple of tips that I can give players. Um... The first thing to do is go out to their website, go out to Paizo's website, and actually download the updated PDF rulebook. They have a new rulebook that was released probably last month, I think it was. Um, it has a lot of additions. It has a lot of instructions that are rewritten to make some of the game a little easier for you to understand and play through some things. They cleared up some of their verbiage, and in reading through that rulebook, I did find it and understand it much better when I went to play the game. So there's DLC for a... Uh... Basically, yes. Yeah, you can say that. I mean, the game is that has that much to it. The instruction booklet was only about 22 pages long, which as far as for a game of this complexity isn't really that bad. I mean, I was able to read through the rulebook fairly quickly um, and, and pretty much understand the game. I did watch a couple videos, and it's funny. One of the videos I actually did watch, as the guy was playing through with his wife... He actually made a couple of mistakes, and I sat there and I was like, "You just did that wrong. You just did that wrong." So I was kind of feeling a little bit better about myself. In I love, I love how you're kind of like live coaching him through. <laughs> you're just like, "No, dude, this is not how you play this game." You're like that. You're like that lady that goes to the movie theater at twilight and yells at the screen because Taylor Lautner won't take his shirt off. 
Well, it's, it's kind of funny because I went actually to their YouTube page and scrolled down, was reading through some of the comments, and people actually pointed out all the stuff that I said there, and he said he actually notated it. He goes, yeah, I forgot about that. And there are, I was telling Kim about this, I go, the game's, the game's not really hard to play, but there's just so much you have to pay attention to because just like any sort of card game like this, like Magic the Gathering, any sort of card card game where the cards really contain a lot of your instructions, you just really need to pay attention to the cards that are on the table. And each card that's on the table can really change the gameplay for you. Hmm. So it's you just you just need to read and pay attention to everything and follow, you know, the rules and everything and, and you'll have a really good time with the game. So it's definitely a game I can recommend to people if you if you're if you're into card games. Um it's another another guy I heard kind of say it's almost like a really really good push your luck card game, because that's kind of what you're doing. So in other words, it's like gambling but for noobs. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would say noobs. It's gambling for role players, let's say, you know. So, but it's it, it's a really good game. Um, I'm really glad I bought it. Um, I really can't wait to start getting into some of those adventures um, that I've been doing because I've just been playing one off scenarios by myself. Uh, and when, once you start getting into the adventures and really start building your character and building your deck of cards and really start fleshing out um, the type of character you want to play, I think I think it can have some really really long some really nice longevity to it and have some legs to it and it could be really fun in the in the future. So I think I'll uh, I think I'll play that with you whenever I come over to give you my stomach flu. That sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah, we can we can puke all over your deck together. That, I would I would appreciate that. Yeah, My that'll, be, that'll be the perfect bonding experience. I mean, you're not really friends with somebody until you puke on somebody else's card game. That's uh, that sounds fun. You let you let me know when this is going to happen. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of what I'm playing now. What we want to play now. Um, they released a new gameplay look <clears throat> for um, South Park: The Stick of Truth. It's Kind of, kind of like the tutorial is what they're actually showing you go through. Hmm. And in seeing this, this game comes out in like three to four weeks. I think it's about three weeks now because I think it's um March 4th, I think the game comes out. Did you say I, this one was coming out for PS3? Yeah, this will probably be the last game I purchased on the PS3 and I this is one of the reasons why I need to get through Danganronpa because I need to play the South Park game. This game looks outstanding. Uh, you know what, Joe? I, I think you're going to con me into getting this game at the same time you are, and then we're going to have to have this, kind of like what we did with P4, right? Well, I couldn't keep up with you. You have way more free time than I do. <laughs> In other words, what you're saying, I'm not as big of a loser as you are, is what you're saying. So I just I just don't have, don't have the hours free like I used to to be able to sit there. I mean, I still got to go back and finish Persona 4 Golden, so I got to finish Danganronpa, I got to finish P4 Golden, and then I somehow I got to get back to Assassin's Creed 4. So, dude, dude he, my list of games for 2014 is already fucking backlogged, and it's only goddamn February. You, you need what you need to do is you just need to take a weekend and just power hour through P four. Yeah. That way you can go back to AC. And I think that's really your two big holdups right now. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I don't know. So. I mean, I don't know where you're at in P four now compared to where you were when I last talked to you about it. I haven't played that much because I've just screwed around with so many different games, especially like on the Vita. Like I like here and there, I'll just play Wipeout on the Vita. Um, I'll pick up just 
Splunky and play Splunky see, for a little bit. See, that's see, I, I'm, I'm too ADD with games. I got so many games to play. I just play a little bit here, a little bit there, and I just get torn. I, right, and it's, I think that's where you and I differ is because I will beat the shit out of a game until I'm 100% satisfied with it. The same game. Like, I, I, I just prefer to play the same... Sometimes I prefer to play the same games until I'm, until I'm convinced I'm done with them. Which could, I do be, too. Which could be forever. I do, I do too, but I usually just don't reach the end before I get on before the next shiny comes around, and I'm like, "Ooh, a toys, new shiny toys." So, but it's if you haven't watched this, if, if you if you haven't watched the tutorial on this, um, definitely give it a look and check it out. It's it looks like you're basically playing through a South Park episode. Oh boy. And I, dude, I've been a South Park fan since the beginning. I'm not, now I'm gonna have to start watching. I have the first five seasons on box set. Now I'm gonna have to start watching them because nice. now I get, now I got that itch. Yeah. To start watching them, I love the episode where, <laughs> where they went. Uh, I think it was a season three. Where, I think it was the first episode of season three where they went to. Uh, they were they joined that choir, uh, getting gay with kids. Yep. And they Remember went to the one? they went to the rainforest. rainforest. And Jennifer Aniston was there. Yes, that was her voice. <laughs> seen Dude, them all. I've seen them all. That episode was amazing, man. I've seen them all. Thanks. What's is is there anything you're looking forward to playing? Uh, besides your lightning returns. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I know that's pretty much about all you want to do right now. So. <clears throat> well, really, I mean, now that I finished. Well, see, here's the problem. Last of Us has a new game plus option, which I didn't know about. Okay, and apparently the way this works is the new game plus option will let you carry over your character stats, like all the buffs that you worked on, mm-hmm. uh, and will also let you carry over all the weapon buffs you've built, but you don't start the game with all the weapons. You still have to find them as normal, but when you do find them, your buffs are still there. Right, so I almost kind of feel like I have to play through it one more time so I can max all that shit out and see what it's like to play the game like that. Um, but then there's the other problem where I really want to start tearing into Final Fantasy thirteen hardcore. And I think that's what I'm going to do. And I just noticed that I put 12 in the goddamn show notes. There you did, didn't you? Oh, nope, it said 12. <clears throat> yep, I fixed it. It says 13 now. Wait, no, nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. Just move on. Move on out. Alright, well, I think that's it. I think we're doing another show. We're a little bit over an hour. I think it's time we're, to hit our stopping point. Yeah, we're going to do some flappy bird, motherfuckers. So, alright, ah. everybody. If you guys have any questions for us, any comments or anything, send us an email. What I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. And that's about it for this episode. We will see you next Monday. Everybody have a good week. Go play some games. Yeah, that's right. American Justice.